It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! RSL fans, welcome back to our bonus episode. Um, we do our bonus episode once a month where we're going to talk about our match preview um, here on RSL Sunday. I'm Marcos, and we have a special guest here with us to break down this Saturday's big matchup against LAFC. Um, we have Chris with us uh, from Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC podcast. Um, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Not a problem, Marcos. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity. Looking forward to the match this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big one. I'm super excited for it. Um, are you, you heading to come to Utah to come to come watch it? or? No, definitely uh, coming to Salt Lake is on my bucket list. I have a, a, a mutual friend who is a season ticket holder at RSL and in, in the Lion's Den, right? Is that what it's called, the seating section? Yeah. And um, so he invites me all the time, and he always says, hey, if you're ever in Salt Lake, you know, I've got a ticket for you. But uh, it's I haven't had a chance yet, but it's definitely on my list of places that I want to go to. Yeah, yeah, we 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 don't have the the good uh, good fan base like a like the thirty two fifty two, but we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there for sure. But um, ho- hopefully they they turn out Saturday because I've seen from videos from Saturday's match against San Jose, and then when they travel for Concacaf, they they are one of the so supporters that they can travel. Them and Timbers Army, I, I'm impressed. Yeah, that's 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 a credit to the thirty two fifty two. They uh, they definitely do like to travel, and uh, you know when you do the the 10 hour drive from LA to RSL it uh, it's it's relatively short in the grander scheme of the United States uh, and other other parts of the country that you might have to drive to um, but we'll have to see we'll have to see how it goes LA she's the people might be also saving in their budget to fly to Leon so uh, I'm not sure you know how big <laughs> of the turnout there might be this upcoming weekend but uh, uh, you know if if there is 3252 for sure are gonna make their presence known. Oh, absolutely! I remember last season when uh, they still had Bale, and that was that was a huge turnout. So, ho- hopefully, it will be a good one. Um, but before we jump into talk about Saturday's match between the two teams, let's let's first do a recap. Um, we'll start with you guys in your match against uh, San Jose on Saturday. Uh, if we have to, I guess we should, right? <laughs> every every team is bound to lose at some point. Um, you know, it, yep. it fortunately for us, it took us uh, till our ninth regular season match. Um, but you know what, San Jose always plays us tough, right? Like, even though they're not as big of the rival as, uh, the galaxy are San Jose always gets up, steps up and, and they want to always put their, put their best efforts forward. Uh, this was the second time in a row that we have dri- uh, driven up North and come back with a loss. Um, and this time too, it wasn't even at their regular stadium. They had the match at Levi stadium. Um, there was definitely some questionable calls. Uh, that we felt didn't play our way, but that's the game. And uh, you know, not, you're not always going to have calls that the player play out to the, to the way. And um, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do and you score goals without having the referee give you an advantage or anything like that, then you're handling business. And uh, unfortunately, LAFC wasn't able to do it this past weekend, but I'm, I'm glad that, 
that loss has come and gone because, you know, again, everyone's bound to have a loss at some point, and I'd rather have a loss now against San Jose than in a couple of weeks, given the opponents that we're going to be facing. So hopefully we can correct, make the corrections that, that we need to uh, in ample time for uh, the CCL championship. Yeah. They're, LAFC has been one of those teams I've been very impressed. The way they started with their attack overall, super impressive. And how far they've gone to Champions League um, has been impressive. From Bawanga to Vela, even their backline and their bench, all overall super deep. Um, we'll, we'll switch to our RSL for, for their recap. Um, back-to-back games, uh, 0-0 draws, which is super frustrating. Their first one against Seattle um, two weeks ago was a draw that felt like a loss. Um, so many cards. Of course, we had the second yellow card from uh, for Pablo Ruiz that got suspended for the last match against in Houston. Um, but things just not going our way. Nothing's clicking. We still have uh, Rubio Rubin, who's starting up top. Um, hasn't scored a goal since since last season. Um, and we have Krelik, who just is coming off of an injury, um, still not getting full 90 minutes, um, 34 years old. So we, we need a number nine still. Um, but overall, um, we're just in, in a little bit of a rut. Three wins, five five losses, two draws. So we, we need something to, to switch up uh, fast. Um, or or it's, we're just going to be in, going downhill for, all season. Yeah, it's definitely looking like May is going to be a tough month for you guys too. You know, Portland mm-hmm. is, is immediately after us midweek. Uh, and then there's going to be the rival rematches with Colorado, you know, in, in close proximity. Uh, and then it, it's away in Minnesota and then, you know, against the Galaxy. So it's it's definitely, there's a lot of upcoming matches where there's uh, challenges, whether it be the opponent, the rivalry, or the travel. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, you brought up a good point. Um, and right now, as we speak, we have LAFC playing their Open Cup game along with other teams. But do you feel like, because, um, of course, LAFC, they're playing very weak. They're playing like, it seems like they're B team or if they're USL team. Do you feel like that's going to play a toll come Saturday? Of, of course, none of the guys who, who played Saturday or even the guys on the bench are playing. But do you think that might play a, a, a toll? You know what? I, um... When you look at the people that had traveled, uh, you know, LAFC flew home Saturday after the match uh, in at Levi Stadium uh, and and all the all of the first team players are at home right now. None of them traveled up north. This is the roster that LAFC put out for the Monterey Bay FC for the U.S. Open Cup match is essentially the LAFC two roster. Um, When you look at all of these players that are here, you know, there are a couple of players that have. made their uh, debuts for the first team uh, with Eric Duenas, who has played a significant amount of minutes this season. We also have had uh, Christian Torres, who has uh, returning from an injury, but he was our very first Academy debutante. Uh, And, um, you know, we have some players that have seen first team minutes, mostly Eric Duenas this season, but by and large, all of these players are from our LAFC two squad. Uh, So I don't really think that, this match today, this midweek match is really going to have any effect on the uh, fatigue factor when it comes to the first team for this upcoming weekend. I think that uh, you're honestly going to get a, a, a really good looking LAFC team, a team that that is going to be rested and ready to go. You know, when you have the altitude playing a factor, uh, you might look to have 
uh, a little bit of rotation also because uh, immediately after our match against RSL on Wednesday, we have uh, the Sporting Kansas City match um, at home. And so you're going to want to have to look and see, hey, are we going to potentially have a little bit of rotation uh, given the altitude uh, and just just play it a little conservatively uh, and and try and get Sporting Kansas City on the way home? Um, or are we going to go guns a-blazing? You know, it, it it right now when you look at the two teams between Sporting and RSL, it's you know RSL is ahead of Sporting in the table. So, um, you know, it, it you have to kind of decide where where you're going to put your priorities for in terms of of getting points and things like that. But I think that you might be able to see some some rotation in, maybe not the absolute best eleven this upcoming weekend against RSL. Uh, but I, I do think that you will see a lot of uh, very familiar faces. Yeah. And then switch over to RSL because they obviously have their match, their open cup match tomorrow against Portland. We got the the, the worst of the draw, I guess you, you like to call it. Um, I, I think with a, with a big match on Saturday against LASC, I wouldn't want any of our big stars like Gomez, Saverino, or even any others like uh, uh, Glad, Marcelo Silva play a full, even, even 60 minutes. I think 60 minutes would be tops um, because I wouldn't want anybody injured um, to s- spare anything like that. So, because you want, you want your guys going full 90 against the, one of the best for Saturday. So with, with that, what, what key players um, do we need to keep an eye out for, for the game for, for Saturday? Uh, you know what? I think that a lot of LAFC's matches are dictated by the midfield and in the transition. Um, having Ilya Sanchez as your your six is is crucial. He has uh very much fulfilled that gap that we had after Eduardo Atuesta had made his move. Um, and so Ilya Sanchez has has been amazing in the back uh, as the number six for us. Um, and then having the emergence of Timothy Tillman, Kellen Acosta, Jose Cifuentes, uh, those three players are fairly interchangeable. But, you know, keeping that possession in the midfield, I would say whichever midfield trio we end up putting out is if you were going to want to see that they are able to control that midfield, make crisp passes, and transition the ball from from the, the back to the attackers. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've seen that a lot. Um, the past few games, Tillman has has stepped up huge because no, nobody really knew much about him until just a few week, weeks ago. And when he has stepped up huge with, with being that that playmaker, um, and then do you, do you see uh, do we see uh, Chilini making making an appearance or, or he's still, he's still out? Yeah, I, I, uh, Giorgio Chiellini is is still recovering from an injury uh, that he had picked up. Uh, in in one of the practices, I don't think that he'll be traveling for sure, um, especially to play at altitude. That that doesn't seem like a a, a good return game for him. I think that they yeah. would prefer to try and give him an environment at home, uh, and, and especially not having to worry about an additional factor like altitude. Yeah, um, I ideally for RSL in, in this kind of scenario when we have several injuries, things like that on our back line, especially with a team like LSC, I think a 3-5-2 would be ideal with having the likes of Marcelo Silva, Glad, or even um, or maybe even Vera, and then having more people up top to be able to slow down Bowanga, uh, Vela, so then we're not being swamped with 
hopefully not a hat trick by Buwanga because he has done that in the past. Yeah, Denny Buwanga is uh, definitely putting in his claim for MLS MVP for this season. Uh, it uh, It's pretty incredible to see the talent that LAFC has continued to put together season after season. And, you know, even in, in uh, 2021, when we had a, a less than productive season by comparison to all of the others, uh, we still had very exciting players to to put out on the pitch and watch um so it all credit to the front office for putting together the squad the way they have um and even you know Matej uh Bogush uh who uh has joined us uh it's it's we just continue to have these players as as our forwards that just continue to perform for us put up goals uh Quadro Mahala Poku is another Stipe Buke. All of these dynamic players that that teams really have to try and prepare for, and the interchanging of our front three forwards, right? Like if you watch these matches, sometimes Carlos Vela plays as our central striker, sometimes he plays on the left, sometimes he plays as the right, and so these three strikers are just constantly changing where they're at, and so um, it it really does have an extra layer that a team has to prepare for. Yeah, yeah. That that's gonna definitely be the homework that Pablo Mastrini is gonna have to do because how do you stop a, a deep deep attack? We're not not just with Luanga, but we have a, a Poku on the bench and other other players. That's gonna be the main thing. Um, you you mentioned it earlier. Do you feel like in this match, um, altitude is gonna play a, a huge impact? I mean, I do in the sense of fatigue. Uh, you know, yeah. it, historically when you look at how LAFC has performed, um, at RSL in Colorado, uh, that, that, um, the monitoring that, that the fitness and personal trainers do to monitor their, uh, their efforts. I, I think you tend to see players get substituted out earlier than they normally do if they were to be playing a game here at home. Yeah, we, we've seen it in past games when teams have come here to Salt Lake to play in they, they do so well when they're playing away from Salt Lake. And then once, once they come here, it's just a totally different team. They're not, not the same. Um, the, the altitude definitely kicks in. Um, that, that's for sure. So in the past, I, I think this will be match, match 14. So the LAFC and RSL have played each other 13 times. And I, I, I can't believe this, but in the past, all those 13 times, RSL has only won two times. LAFC has RSL's number. Well, you you know what? It's uh, there was a couple of years right during the the pandemic years where you primarily only played West Coast teams uh, from LAFC's perspective, right? And so they got to know this opponent very well. Um, and RSL has had some struggling seasons in recent years to where the the quality on the field is probably not as high as the fan base or um, the ownership would potentially want. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still always tough, right? It, it, RSL is never a team that you just look at and you think, oh, no big deal. We're going to uh, just walk all over them. You have to give respect to a team like that. RSL has definitely known what it takes to go deep into playoffs, win cups, um, and and so 
you know, and there's a lot of quality players on that squad. So, you know, you can't just sit here and overlook them based on, based on the past. You still have to treat them and respect what they, what they have and are able to do and um, not take it lightly. Yeah, we are a, I, w- I wouldn't say young, but we're a very scrappy team. We have a good young mix of young guys, veterans from Marcelo Silva to Krylock. Um, and I guess kind of uh, Saverino. But yeah, we, we have a bunch of academy guys too who, who, can, who can help. And we have somehow the past couple of seasons scrapped, scrapped in and made it into the playoffs, which has been not the, the greatest, but we need to find a way to be in the middle of the table every single year. Um, do yeah. you feel like... Well, I was just going to say, yeah, hosting hosting a home match, getting getting a, a high enough seed to host a home match is definitely advantageous, right? It's, and this, when you look at the way that the MLS goes and tries to uh, restructure these playoffs, having that home match just means more and more and more every year, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. And with, with this crazy... Crazy dumb, dumb new formation with the MLS playoffs. It's just something you have to go with for sure. Um, do you do you think that with LAFC now making the Concacaf final, do you think we're going to see a completely new LAFC team? Like once that once that final's over, they're going to be more focused and grounded upon the season. You know, I don't know. I think that there will be some movement in the summer transfer in the sense of players uh, leaving LAFC. Jose Cifuentes is a player that has had a lot of um, attention overseas um, and having, you know, this, this, this midfield trio, while as a fan, we're sitting here and we're like, Oh my gosh, I love having Ilya and Kellen and, and uh, Jose and Timothy Tillman. This is such a blessing, you know, one player is sitting out every given in any given game and and you know these players all want to fight and play and win and right now it also looks like Jose Cifuentes is the odd man out um you know so with the talks of him potentially being being uh having a transfer you know when he was had played for Ecuador in the World Cup um he'd only gotten to play a couple of minutes but it that definitely was a factor in in uh because people, people coming and looking for, to acquire him for their team so I, I do think that there is a chance that Jose Cifuentes could potentially be moved out uh, in the summer. Um, Diego Palacios is another one, and also another same countryman for the Ecuadorian national team uh, that played in the World Cup. Uh, he's another one that there's been talk about him potentially getting moved. Kellen Acosta, when he first came to LAFC, had said that his intention was to go and play in Europe, uh, and he felt that Colorado had not been able to facilitate that for him. And so I think that that's still something in the back of his head that he would still like to do at some point. Um, You know, so, so there are, there is potentially the movement out. And I do know that the front office is very diligent about being a step ahead of transitions of people transitioning out so that they have a, a list of people that they're looking to potentially bring in. So you know, is the quick turnaround of losing a player midseason and being able to pick somebody up immediately in the midseason? Is that likely? No, but also keep in mind, right? We have one designated player spot still open, shockingly to say. Uh, and you know, when you when you look at all of those things, I I think that yes, right now the finals match against Leon is the big glaring uh, 
number one priority. Uh, but I, I do think that there is a chance that you will see a different version of LAFC, but I, I also think that this team has done well to find a balance to be able to maintain their competitiveness in the regular season while still pursuing the, the CONCACAF uh, Champions League finals. Uh, and, it, and we're definitely in a different position than, say, like uh, Seattle was last season. You know, when Seattle was going and, and they made it to the finals, they kind of had leveraged their regular season and then they had to play catch up. That's definitely not the case with LAFC. So uh, I don't know how much of a difference you would see. I can't expect to see. I wouldn't expect to see more goals being scored, uh, you know, or all of a sudden just beating teams more handily. I think that LAFC has just found their stride and they are um, being very tactful in, in how they manage these games. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see a different side, kind of like what you mentioned. We saw last season when Seattle won theirs. They were literally just playing catch-up the whole time, and then they missed out on the playoffs. I don't see that, that at all with LAFC. They're sitting pretty right now, first or second, one of the two right now in the, the West. So they, they have no problem to worry about when it comes to playoffs with now the new realignment at eight, nine teams. So, and, and who knows, with come summer transfer windows, guys going in, guys coming out. And right now, RSL's in that pickle. We have we're, people are hating our front office. They they want obviously want they want they everyone wants to get rid of Pablo. They want a new general manager. We need a new number nine. We don't have a goal scorer at all. So a lot of a lot of question marks. A lot of things need to be fixed with with our team um, because we have a lot of depleted depleted players who just don't have like that enthusiasm that they want to play out, out on the pitch. So it, it's sad to see from a from a fan's point of view. Um, but but with that, um, let, let's just jump right right into it. Um, predictions and and for for this for this huge match for Saturday. I definitely think that LAFC uh, are gonna come away with points. Now whether that be yeah. a tie or three points, uh, I'm not sure. I I think that uh, it's it's really gonna depend on how. Steve Terundolo sets this lineup up. Is he going to be a little conservative and ha- kind of have his eyes set on the midweek match against Sporting Kansas City and look to potentially get four points out of this these two matches, or is he going to look and say, "Hey, I want I want to get all six. Um, if he puts um, his strongest lineup available, I think that LAFC will have a really good chance of coming away with three points. If he plays it a little conservative, uh, I could I could easily see LAFC um, getting getting just a tie and walking away with one point. Which you know historically you always hear people say that if you can get a point on the road, you'll take it. Um, but uh, what I don't see is LAFC losing, and that's just simply because they're coming off of a loss, right? It's it's that sense of hey. We fell short. We sputtered. Let's get back on the right page. And so I, I think that you're going to see a lot of, um, a, a lot of effort in the sense of trying to make sure that they don't have two losses in a row. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with, with that because you you don't you don't know ever whether Steve Trendle is going to play kind of conservative because he's like, oh, we're we're playing on the road. We we can just save our, our best team for a struggling Kansas City team who who surprisingly squeaked by Seattle at, at home somehow. 
Um, so they have to be prepared for that. So with that, I, I'm kind of in a, in a little bit of pickle. Like I, I, we've seen what LAFC has done to teams this season. We've seen what they've done in Champions League, literally de demolishing Liga MX and other leagues. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm going to lean towards that way. I, I think it's going to be a Buwanga and a, a Poku kind of night on Saturday. I'm going to go a 3 nothing win for the likes of LAFC. I, I just don't see our defense and our, our midfield is – is has holes everywhere because we don't know if we're going to get the likes of Ojeda, Ruiz, Lothlison, and sometimes whoever that mixes in our midfield, they just don't jive well together. They don't have that chemistry. So sometimes we need two guys starting all the time because then we can have that chemistry. So that, that's that's who I feel strongly is going to be my prediction for for Saturday's match. Yeah, either way, it'll be a good one, right? Uh, I think that LAFC always uh, comes out strong when it comes to yeah. playing uh, some of the Western opponents that are not more of our centralized regional uh, rivalries. Um, but I, I know that LAFC is for sure not going to just look over uh, Real oh, yeah. Salt Lake and, and think that it's a walk in the park. Uh, it, uh, But it unfortunately... RSL might be the on the receiving end of a um, a thrashing because LAFC is looking to try and make a statement saying like, hey, we lost, but we haven't faltered or anything like that. And oh yeah, uh, with with RSL currently not being able to to put up any goals in the last two matches and trying to find someone to put a ball in the back of the net, that that also could lend to to a uh, uh, a match that is less than entertaining for an RSL perspective. Yeah, I, I've I've learned that at this point in the MLS season with Kansas City beating Seattle, I guess no game is a cupcake kind of game. So you you don't know what you're going to expect. We could have a terrible RSL team all of a sudden beat LAFC. So you you don't know what you're going to be in store for. Um, but be, but before we end, I, I I have a quick question for you. Um, but before LAFC was a team, I guess six seven years ago, or wherever long that was. Were most of the LAFC fans Galaxy fans, Chivas fans? Where, where, where do they where where they come from? Well, you know, I I I don't know everyone in the fan base, um, so I, I wouldn't be able to speak to where most of the fans came from. But you know, I do know that LAFC fans that there are some that were former Galaxy supporters. There were some yeah. that were former Chivas USA supporters, um, and then there were some that were fans that were never really interested in the MLS at all. And they were, uh, they were supporters of European teams. Um, and once they saw and heard about the environment and the atmosphere, and that is what drew them to the club. Uh, you know, it is a bit of a dark cloud to some who don't like to sit here and admit who we are, or what we are, or where we came from, but uh, you know, there are there are going to be some fans of LAFC that were once Galaxy fans. Uh, and there are, like I said, and there's some that, that are, were Chivas USA supporters. Um, so I think that, that the sooner that people just accept the fact that that is what it is and that's how, how our fan base is established, that, you know, that we can continue to just move on. And, you know, regardless of, of what your opinions are on the LAFC fan base or, um, you know, 
changing allegiances or what have you. Right now, it's a really entertaining time in the MLS. There's a mm-hmm. lot of Absolutely. really good cultural, especially supporter culture changes that earlier pioneers in this league were not able to um, utilize. You know, stadiums, soccer-specific stadiums are being built now with supporter culture in mind. You know, when Rio Tinto was built, it wasn't, it was, it was one of the first, if I remember correctly, Rio Tinto was one of the first soccer specific stadiums in the MLS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't built with the terraces and the TIFOs and the safe standing and the capos. It wasn't built with that in mind, right? It was like, Hey, we're building. So this season was the first season. So, you know, you've got newer teams that are coming out and able to make a splash, you know, and they're able to make their presence known, but that's the benefit of being in the MLS 3.0 iteration. Um, You know, so, so clubs like RSL, the galaxy, they're, they're working from behind, you know, and those stadiums were not built with the supporters in mind. And, and so then, uh, and you have to just now recreate that atmosphere and try and build it for your own. And, um, and it can be done, right. But it's going to take a lot of work. Uh, and, and it helps that LAFC has been playing so well for so long. Uh, we've been very fortunate of that. Um, but either way, it's, it's an exciting time to be a fan of the MLS and, uh, and hopefully it just continues to grow and, if more teams come in and get introduced to this league, hopefully they continue to build on this culture. And, um, you know, I would love to see uh, all teams in the MLS have a way support like at the 3252 and to be able to have matches where, you know, TIFOs are going and bands are going and, and, and the, the supporters are just making the environment amazing because that is what will continue to make this sport grow in our country. Yeah, I, I strongly agree. Uh, we've seen so many other other MLS teams where it's super weak, super fan base not growing in other MLS teams. Um, and whether you switch from a, a Galaxy fan, Chivas fan, it doesn't matter. You still have the love of soccer, which is amazing, which needs to be growing in, in our country. Um, and well, well said, I, I, I agree with that. But Chris, thank you so much for, for hopping on and joining us here on RSL Sunday Podcast. It's, it's been a pleasure. No problem, Marcos. I appreciate it. And uh, if you ever, you know, want to uh, have us back on, we'd love to help contribute for any kind of previews or anything like that that you have for LAFC and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Yeah, make, make sure you guys tune in. Saturday, huge clash here in Salt Lake, um, 7.30 kickoff. But until then, take care, guys. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.